Hello and welcome to High Shelf Gaming Podcast. I'm the host, David Gillespie. Every week, I'm joined by my co-host, Rich Wisneski, and we bring on guests to talk about role-playing games and board games and gaming conventions. If this is up your alley, feel free to download, listen, subscribe, and please rate us on iTunes. It really helps people find us. You can also connect with us on Twitter, at High Shelf Gaming, and join our Facebook group, High Shelf Gaming Podcast. It's a closed group, but click to join. We're friendly to everybody, and we'll get you added in. We also have a Discord server to talk games with us all you like. Hey everyone, David Gillespie here, and as always, I am joined by the gigantic Rich Wisneski. Boom, boom, David. Glad to be here. And I feel gigantic. I got back from Gen Con. I'm full of Bud Light and shots. So I'm literally in a position I've got to deflate. So I may, I'll be talking a lot tonight. So I got to let out, you know, I got to deflate, man. So um, great being back and boom, boom to you, brother. Boom, boom, Rich. <laughs> we got to We got to We got to unwind. We got to uh, offload. <laughs> and today we are joined by our returning guest and great friend, Heather, Heather, welcome back. Thanks for having me back. It's good to see you guys again, even though I just saw you Sunday. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, we also have a, a new guest joining us today, Connor. Connor, welcome to the show, man. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. Boom, boom. Yeah, exactly. Um, we should probably stop that. That'll be really annoying for everybody if we keep doing this. Um, uh, Connor, uh, tell everybody at home kind of a little bit about yourself, your, uh, your gaming background. Yeah, so about like three years ago, one of my friends here in Austin was starting up a Pathfinder group, and I was just like, hey, you know, that sounds like fun. One year later, somebody said, hey, have you heard about this show called Critical Role? I'm like, no, I haven't. Let me spend about 300 hours watching this thing. Because <laughs> why not? There's 300 hours of content. Then I was just like, hey, let me try out this D&D 5e thing. And I've been on that for a while. Besides that, I've played a little bit of uh, the Cypher System, a couple of like one-page RPGs. I'm trying a lot, a lot of different stuff, but yeah. Very cool. Yeah, and it's neat to me that, you know, Rich and I and Heather and really a lot of our friends go way back on the gaming front. So it's really nice to hear. I'm, I'm kind of excited to hear some of your impressions as, as a, someone who is entering into the role-playing space uh, with fresher eyes, you know, you haven't, you didn't go through a wee babby. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't go through first edition D and D like rich did. So this, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this and Connor, what are we talking about today? So this was my first time going to Gen Con. Uh, Heather had, a uh, had a little bit of a, a push for me, uh, pushing me to go to Gen Con. What you mean? Uh, I talked about it for ten minutes while we were at the show. Yeah, you together. talked about it for ten minutes. I said no, I'm not going, and I'm like, wait a minute, why am I not going? Yeah, and, and then I had other I friends s- who were going, and I then I was just like, yeah, fuck it, I'll go. Yeah, I saw a tweet like four days later. I'm going to Gen Con. I'm like, wait a second. Ooh, going from <laughs> no to a yes in four days. That's awesome. That's awesome. It, it is a completely different experience. So I'm, I'm really excited to kind of get both of your takes because this is your, both of your first Gen Cons, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Rich and I have been going for years now, but it's, it's a completely different game than when we started going. And you guys did completely different things than we did. So we got a lot to talk about, a lot to unpack, really. 
Had either of you gone to a gaming convention prior to Gen Con? No. Heather, any you've done Acon with me. Yeah, I've gone to anime cons, like two, but not gaming convention specific. No. And then PAX would be kind of like a generalist Uh, nerd con, right? Yeah, but it was also way more video game centric. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't really count that as like a board game con. Sure. But Connor, this is your first convention. Yeah, I, I went to like one little expo here in here in Austin. It was a retro games fest uh, that one of my friends wanted to go to. And there there was like a lot of art and stuff. That's actually where I picked up these little potion models that no one on who's listening to you can see. Uh, <laughs> They're very cute. But yeah, there was I've never been to like a convention where like you get to try out all these new games that are a lot of which are still in development a lot of them are seeing the light of day for the first time well welcome to disappointment for the rest of your life now that every other con you go to you have jumped into the deep end of the pool my friend <laughs> yeah because you went from no cons you do. to sixty thousand people uh, you know heather what was your first impression you're you're walking around gen con for the first time you've been to some conventions what was your take on gen con my first impression was that it was fantastic. I going in Thursday, uh, or I was having a lot of fun by the time I, I got there. Yeah, there's a lot of people, but it was really just fun to hang out with a whole bunch of people and see all these games. And I, I my first impression was that it was great. Very cool. Very cool. Connor, what, what was your, what was your thoughts? Uh, it was one of the, weirdest most fascinating bits of entropy that i've ever been involved with (laughs) whenever i decided to take the take the plunge and go to gen con like this was about the time where i my twitch channel cyberwolf 1201 on twitch spelled weird maybe a link will be in the doobly-doo or whatever yes we will link into the show notes for sure absolutely um my twitch channel had just hit affiliate and I had just started getting in touch with a lot of RPG content creators and streamers and stuff. So I decided to fill up my schedule with a whole bunch of like panels. Matt Colville had a panel on um, building a community online because like he had his uh, massive Kickstarter. Maze Arcana, uh, the people there, they had a, a talk on diversity and inclusion. And I just wanted to like, get to uh, listen to all of their insights and hopefully take some learning so I can build my own. Yeah. If everything goes well. Yeah. So, so really this was a big symposium for you. You went to a lot of different talks and, and seminars really like in my professional life, I go to a lot of professional conventions and that's what it is. It's breakout rooms talking about various topics and that kind of thing. And Gen Con for me is a, is a place to play games. I don't go to a lot of, the talks. So I looked at Heather's schedule. You kind of did some of the same stuff, right? Connor and I definitely crossed over on some of the critical role stuff for sure. And some of the other live shows that were going on, that was a big draw for me. Of course, I love board games and all that as well. But being able to go see some shows live, um, see some people that I adore was a big sell for me. And then hanging out with my various groups of friends that were uh, there because I had like Connor and Kylan and Ethan and then y'all and um, then the alpha mods from uh, Geek and Sundry. So that was those were kind of the big draws for me. 
what I really liked about Gen Con, uh, Connor mentioned diversity in like games. And I know he probably meant this as well is just the diversity of people from all walks of life. That was really great to see and interact with. It's not something that I really interact with in my day-to-day life. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So that was, that was really cool too. So I fully appreciate that about Gen Con. Yeah. That there's just so many different types of people and different types of gamers all sharing space, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, it's not just a big D and D con. It's not just a big match of the gathering con, you know, magic. That was their 25 years of Gen Con celebration this wow. year. So not only did they have events, they had lots of events and they had special 25 year events. Um, so that's crazy. You did. I, I know I saw them off. Of really? Hall. Yeah, I know. It was a really big deal for them. But what's really funny is I've never been to a panel. What? Going to all these panels. I've never once gone to a panel at Gen Con. What is a panel? What is a show? <laughs> uh, I'll take panel if you want to take live show, Con- uh, Connor. Uh, let's reverse that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's fine. I'll take live show. Um, so live show, at least here at Gen Con, was for for me, I got to see Critical Role Live, which was kind of a extra ticket. It wasn't included in your Gen Con tickets. Did you um, need a I, Gen Con pass to go? No. Ah, yeah, that's, it was totally offsite. In fact, one of my friends from here in Austin, the that same person who started that Pathfinder game, uh, I'll, I'll shout you out, Camille. She was actually there with her boyfriend. They were able to get VIP critical role tickets. Ah, And she got to hug Liam O'Brien in the talks panel before. Uh, But yeah, they were not there for Gen Con at all. (laughs) So there's that. That was a big draw for a lot of us critters that went. Um, But they also had live shows that you got tickets for at the con. And so that was the same as Critical Role. It's a live play event. They had several like D&D or Pathfinder type games. They also, I watched one that was, they played Dread mm-hmm. uh, with Ivan Van Norman. Connor and I saw that one together with some friends. There was also interactive stage shows. I went to two Dungeon Master shows where it's basically an improv group. They bring, they have like six or seven actors, players. They oh. bring up six people from the show or six people from the audience to be on the show. Yeah, And it's basically an improv show. They did three shows that this year. That's wow. awesome. No I've idea. Never, it was never been fun. to that. That's so cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I see. I'm, I'm really glad we're doing this because you guys are telling me about <laughs> things I didn't even know were happening at Gen Con. Like, sure. I've always seen the panels, you know, and I've always seen that there's some live shows, some live podcasts, that kind of thing going on there. But mm-hmm. the fact that there's like improv groups and comedy clubs that do shows there, I, I, I never saw that before. That's so cool. Yeah, it was great. I didn't know about it much myself either. My friend Courtney from one of the groups that I was there with, she's actually part of the show. And then a, a small group or a two-person group called the Library Bards, uh, Bonnie Gordon Lord, and Xander Jeanette. I think I have that wrong, but uh, Xander are the Library Bards and they're part of the improv group as well. And so I went to their shows and they were hilarious, awesome. highly recommended. Oh man, that's yeah. great. That's great. I need to diversify my own Gen Con <laughs> experience of what I'm learning here. Like I go and I love it. Uh, there's so many things I can do, but I clearly need to broaden my horizon here and, and take in some more, uh, some more stuff. 2019 y'all, I'm going to be doing some Got cool it. stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. How was the critical role live? I, I saw some of it and I thought it was hilarious, but or it, specific it parts were funny. <laughs> it was definitely a different experience uh, than watching it like at home in your PJs. Um, 
even live watching one of the live shows because like you're there you feel all the energy and stuff um yeah you can yell out with the rest of them right and you can tell that they're impacted by the audience energy as well you know like when they're in their own little studio it's all quiet they get kind of super intimate you know, as players and as a GM like Matt Mercer and all those guys, they I feel like they get really intimate with each other in the stream. I feel that Sam Regal got very intimate with all of us. <laughs> yes. Yes, he did. Before it even started, there was really kind of a big community gathering. I, I don't know where you were seated at, Connor, but for where I was, we sang the, the D&D Beyond theme oh, song. Yeah, yeah. We were singing songs and doing stuff like that. And then the show itself was just really, there was a lot of just energy in the theater. They always talk about how it's such an intense experience for them doing a live show. The, yeah, the live show was very, um, it was just very awesome to be there, especially since we're such a big community. It was, it was great. We'll definitely do it again. Uh, hopefully next time they'll turn on the goddamn air conditioning. Because oh. oh. I don't know if you had that where you were seated but oh my god where i was was horrible but yeah no it was the critical role show and those guys are completely nice i know connor and i both met them at the autograph session Um, yeah yeah so and it was it was they are as genuine as they come across on um on screen i i get the impression that they don't get to do it very often right Mm -hmm. so what else did we all get to do what else did you do connor Hit the vendor room or play games? Uh, or? Yeah, I, I I did hit the hit the vendor room. Didn't buy a whole lot because uh, I was flying and couldn't take a whole lot back with me. I did pick up the new Numenera books from nice. Monty Cook. Just randomly, I actually no, I think you you're the one who warned me uh, about this, Heather. The girls of Geek and Sundry were busting out Yeah Nope on the live yeah. stream, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and I. That actually did seem like a very good party game, so I did pick up that. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Awesome. Very, very good marketing. <laughs> Just yeah. play, playing this game on the internet right in front of the uh, the booth that was selling it. I never visited a ChessX booth, like a vendor <laughs> selling them before. Oh, oh. And what, what was your take, man? Uh, there's so many dice and I just wanted them all. <laughs> oh, no. How great is it? And, and um, they're not the only dice vendor. It's like oh, them, no. Crystal Castle, and then like a ton of custom dice. Oh, you want metal? Mm. You want ceramics? You want... I, dude, you could go broke buying dice. Yes. Yes. Heather, you had an interesting thing happen in the Artist Alley. Uh, yeah. So it actually started... Th- Thursday, there were people in front of me at a booth that the booth was credit card only and they only had cash. It turns out they were artists over in Artist Alley. And um, I just, you know, just whatever. I mean, they paid me cash. We just kind of, I bought their stuff and they gave me the cash and told me to come by their booth. I said I would. And then uh, unfortunately, promptly forgot to go (laughs) check their booth. But, you know, there was so, so much to do. Um, So that was Thursday. And then Sunday, I was walking around the vendor room in the time I had before I was going to another uh, show. And I just happened to be onto the side of the vendor room um, where Artist Alley is. For a little bit of context, the vendor room is fucking huge. <laughs> and I got lost in it so many times oh my God. that I double backed on myself several, you know, several times. But 
regardless of all that. I've we'll heard that comment a few times on other, on other forums. I've heard people say they got lost in there a couple of times. Go on. Yeah. But so Sunday I ended up over at RS Alley and I was like, Hey, Oh yeah, I'm going to go buy those booths. The artist saw me walking down the, the aisle and kind of like squealed that they saw me. And then we started talking and they had been looking for me on Twitter since Thursday Aww. to just repay the kindness that, I guess that I had given them. And so they, the two artists both gave me prints of their artwork. Oh, how cool. Which is awesome. Very cool. It was very, very cool. It was very uh, touching because for me, it was a very little thing to help someone else out. But to them, they were saying it was the only chance that they had to get over to that booth and pick up merch, especially since they're artists. Right. That booth was going to sell out quickly of all the things that it had. Right, because that booth was the critical yeah. role booth. Oh, and I didn't okay. want to bring it up again, but yeah. it was. The <laughs> I, I tried to go buy the damn uh, kittens at a blow up to buy a game for a friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Every time I went by Exploding Kittens, the line was 50 people deep, and I just could never get there at the right time. And of course, I only have these little bitty shallow segments to yeah. go by. But especially with artists, right? Like, I know one of those two artists was, it was just them. They didn't have anyone else oh, at their, yeah, booth. Be in their that, booth. That is yeah. how it is. Yeah. So this was like their one break. They, I, they very kindly gave me prints. Their art's amazing. And then I went back and looked. They had tweeted trying to look for me for all four days of the con. Um, and I went back and looked through it. And the day before on Saturday, people I knew in, in real life and on Twitter retweeted it yeah. and oh, I cool. never saw it. Right. Do, do we have their link for bio after the show? By chance? Yeah, I can definitely okay, cool. give it to you guys just to be very funny. One of the people that retweeted it was at dinner with us on Saturday night. <laughs> and I didn't see it. So Right. Yeah, because everybody's yeah. like just retweeting. You know, they didn't like really describe you. They just said, hey, we're looking for this person. Retweet right. so she'll find it. Yeah. And it was like, cool. It just never showed up in your feed. Nope, it never <sighs> did. I mean, that was my experience. But I saw that all over the con was people being friendly, getting out of their little box and talking to new people and you know, just being nice to other people. And that was really heartwarming to see at the convention because we all know how the world is right now. And to see everyone from different walks of life, just be so friendly to one another was great. Vendor hall, I will say you're still throwing elbows to get around people, but you're still nice about it. You're a, it's a polite, I'm going to elbow you in the side as I go by. Um, <laughs> Cause I got to get by and you're stopped yeah. in the middle here. Yeah. I, yeah. Excuse, I, me. Excuse me. You know, yeah, the there dealer, was a lot of that too. <laughs> the de- and the dealer through. hall has grown every year because mm-hmm. you guys, uh, the dealer hall butts up against the gamer hall, right? Yep. Like the gamer hall as it is now, plus half the dealer room that used to all be games. The dealer room oh, was pretty wow. small and this just been growing and growing and growing. And there's mm-hmm. always more vendors. I, I like, I think that no matter how big they make that dealer hall, they're going to be able to fill it up because there's always more artists. There's always more vendors. And I think the artists get a bit of a break on the price. I could be wrong, but the booth space is expensive. Like yeah. all those people that are putting booths together are, they, they're paying a fair bit. I would like to just talk about and see what Connor um, has as well as those little rules of, of going to your first Gen Con and uh, kind of breaking those down, see how they worked out for people. Connor, did you stay hydrated throughout the uh, 
the event? Did you make sure you ate enough and slept enough and drank enough? No to all. Wow. <laughs> Just, uh, it's a funny how that is what everyone does. I, I did it for like four years in a row. It took me a long time to learn. Did, did anybody have a canteen or a, or a water bottle in there? I'm so old. I call it a canteen. Does anybody, yeah. does anybody have a canteen from the Wild West? Um, uh, did anybody have a water bottle in their bag? That's what adds a little insult to injury. And I think why Ryan kind of put me on blast was, yeah, I did have a water bottle in my backpack. <laughs> it was just empty and, and forgotten nope, about. It had water in it. <laughs> Wow. It just got forgotten about. Right, right, right. I, I mean, I brought snacks that I didn't eat. You brought a water bottle that mm-hmm. you didn't use. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It's the it's the first time. You know, you brought you brought the supplies. You just didn't take advantage of them. Next time, something that we did bring up in the Q and A was, and since we're putting throwing people under the bus, specifically myself, uh, where did we meet up at the con, Dax? <sighs> okay, this is my this is my bad. I uh, <laughs> um. I have this rule that I hate it when people meet up in the dealer hall because Mm -hmm. the dealer hall is packed and it sucks when the person is on their phone in the middle of the hallway looking around going, I don't see you. I'm over by this booth, you know, texting, trying to figure out where each other is. Right. And because there's no room, there's no room for people to stop and text. I am totally met you in the dealer hall. (laughs) (laughs) We totally met at the Paizo booth. Yep. On Thursday. Yep. It, it, oh, that's like close to the entrance. You were fine. Uh, it was Thursday, right? And everybody's oh, okay. Everybody's slamming the Paizo booth looking for the play test books. They got to get stuff signed. They got to get all. So, I mean, I shouldn't have done it. Since then, I was like, let's meet out just outside the dealer hall. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> so I can be technically not breaking my own rules. <laughs> and and Rich and Connor, do you know um, what Dax kind of was wearing or David was wearing when I met him in the dealer hall at the Paizo booth? A backpack on yep. his back, That's which right. he also talked about. Not doing. I, <laughs> not I love the backpack. So I get it, man. I love the backpack. Okay. So I can eat my snacks. I'm like, Dora. I I, I figured out, I figured out something on the, I'm, I'm, I'm amending my backpack rule. Mm -hmm. The shorter backpacks, shallow backpacks, like the one you had, Heather Mm -hmm. choice Mm rate messenger bag. Like I think Connor, you had a messenger bag, right? I did have a, well, I I had a convertible messenger bag. So did I. Okay. 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 Both of you. All right. Those are my back. Top quality of the two. Messenger bag. I'm in, I'm in on those things. What should be illegal in the dealer hall is that tabletop backpack. I don't oh, know if you guys saw that selling this year. And and like, I, I don't know if it came out last year or if it was getting kickstarted this past year, but I, I don't remember it last year. I don't know, but guys, I don't, did you, if you didn't see it, it is a giant, it is a giant black bag with like orange trim. It's as thick as another human being. So Have like, you guys seen it? You're standing you can there. You slide your games in it. Like, oh, 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 yeah, I got Pandemic. Let me put that in there. Oh, okay, I got Tomb of Annihilation. Let me set that in there. Oh, Arkham Horror. Let me set that in there. You can put like four four or five bad boys in there, zip them up, and then put it on your back, and, and it's bigger than a child. And then knock everything off of every booth that you go yeah. by. Yeah, I, like, I didn't get hit by one. Did like, you get bounced around a few times? I did. I did get bounced around. Like, oh. I, I'm honestly, I'm okay with... I'm okay with all the cart type things. You know, if somebody has their, their luggage, even if they're rolling their luggage in front of them so they can see where it's going, I'm fine. If they have the cart thing 
I'm fine. If they have whatever, I'm fine with all this stuff. That giant bag, people forget how thick their backpack is when they're carrying that tabletop thing. And I saw a couple of times people twisting because they see something they like. They twist super fast and somebody next to them gets bumped into somebody else. Some dealer table thing gets messed up because somebody got thrown. Wow. It's like, because it's, it's, you know, it's a big thing. It's heavy. It's full of games and they throw it around, not remembering that they got this giant bag on their thing. Like I, I'm okay with a lot of stuff now, as long as it's not, that thing <laughs> i think i have a new i have to amend my i'm okay with a lot of things just not that one bag well well connor you know we when we we were talking about a lot of new people stuff and heather joined us on this journey she's she's been on some of the intro podcast she joined us for like an aftercast and what is your big takeaway for next year that you're not gonna do oh your big lesson yeah big lesson what is learned. your lesson learned i am not going to fly economy because I need more than one carry on bag. <laughs> Fair. Okay. There, there's a whole Let's strategy. Tell them about shipping. Tell them about shipping. Oh God. Whole strategy around shipping. Yes. I'll, I'll leave it at, I think is the, I think it was the one we did with you, Heather, where we talked about yes. a lot of shipping. The mm-hmm. post office right there. Post, post office. office. They had this year, they had a new one. I hadn't seen before. Uh, what was it? Naked shipping or something like that. I think they're in the same spot that I've seen some shipping in the past in that area. I'm not too sure they're the same people. They're not the same people because okay. it used to be a UPS store. But That's now, what I was used to seeing. You're right. So now there's a new company. You show up, you say, hey, I have all this stuff. They'll package it and ship it for you. I think if you're going to buy a lot of stuff, you have to also budget in shipping. Right. And then do it before Sunday, before the post office closes. If the post office right. is closed, you can still get stuff shipped. It's just more expensive. I've, I've already said like, hey, I was filling up my time with a whole bunch of like panels and stuff. But a lot of times I was just not going to them because I was just having fun playing with friends. So I definitely think like besides the big ticket names, big ticket panels. Yeah. This is supposed to be fun. This isn't supposed to be a symposium where I'm learning stuff. (laughs) I I, I took away that's, that's part of my takeaway too. I kind of ended this year that I felt I was, I was too social and not enough gaming. When I look back on it, I didn't sit down and play in the hotel room here. I didn't mm. sit down in the lobby and play this game with three other friends like I have in the past. So that was my, that was, I'm with you. My next year is to get some more one-on-one time yeah. playing games. And, and you know, there's something about, Rich ran into this last year. People will buy out an event and then not show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and the problem is that when, a, when an event sells out, the other attendees look at that and think, oh, it's not available. I'm not even going to spend my time. I'm going to go do something else. You're really on a core idea here, Connor, that there's a couple of things you know you've got to go to. Mm-hmm. And then there's a whole bunch of things you'd like to make. Chance had his primary item, and then he had two or three other items he'd like to make. Mm-hmm, really? Cool. That's cool. So that it was like, oh, okay, well... I'm done with my primary item and here's some other backup ideas that I'm interested in. I'm going to go to those hoping to get a spot, right? Yeah. That way there's still tickets available for the people who crave that event, whatever it is, but you'll probably will get in with generics or just show up. Cause I remember Matt Colville's talk. I went to that one 
that was the one I went to. I was super jazzed to go there and they were accepting generics at the door. You know, they, they, they had sold out of all the tickets. They didn't fill all the seats because people weren't showing up. So they were just taking hmm. generics. Yeah. If you, if you watch this video, you can actually see me in like the second row on the left whenever it starts. Nice. Two, two empty seats right next to me. Nice. Like, yeah. If you wanted, you could had, have definitely gotten in. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of those talks, they fill up, but there's still slots because people don't show and leave yourself time to have fun with your friends. Like what, like what Rich was saying. Cause I think Rich, you and I, we played one game in a lobby once. That was yeah. L five R me, you and Rob. And, and, and I thought about that when it was all over, I said, man, that was the only thing we did like that. And normally guys, we come back with a crazy hotel room story. We come back with some doing some in the lobby. We, you know, we bust out new games and we all try and figure out the rules. Um, yeah. Lots of gaming. That's what we always do. Yeah. Heather. What is your big lessons learned? Because you did a lot of research. You listened to all of our stuff. You were on our show. You probably had more knowledge going into Gen Con for your first time than anybody who's ever <laughs> gone into Gen Con their first time. And a I, good student. <laughs> yeah, I know you have some takeaways. Yeah, okay, I do. I do have a couple. So <laughs> let, me, let, me, uh, let me pull out the, uh, the old notebook here. <laughs> my, my first one is going to be go off of your guys's food episode and i posted this on twitter once that i uh, had to level one food uh one day because i was hungry and i had I eaten too. all my protein bars i did too. yeah i remember well we went out to look for the food trucks we were trying to get into that level three zone mm-hmm. and that didn't work out for us mm-hmm. um and so i ended up uh and i tweeted this out as well i ended up eating over at uh, lucas oil grabbing like a pretzel i think is what i grabbed you went with a pretzel that was a nice safe bet that was a safe bet it Mm -hmm. lots of filling you really can't mess a pretzel up you're probably never going to get indigestion off a pretzel (laughs) i mean that was a good move it was easy to eat and go and you know get back over to the um, convention i want to say every high shelf gaming person we ran into like guest fan everybody said david i did i did a level one day I did a, yeah. I did a hot dog. I did a pizza. I did a thing. It's like, I get it. You, you gotta, got something at the convention. You gotta, there's just always that moment where like, oh, I messed up my plan. I'm rolling the pretzel. <laughs> Except for the 232 ounces of beer I drank. I actually <laughs> ate really well. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm wondering next year about flying out on Monday and actually taking advantage of more Sunday gaming. I know. Oh yeah. Oh, flying out on Monday. Yeah. yeah that's what I did. And, and literally just not going, even though my airport time was perfect. I mean, the rush showed up behind us, mm-hmm. um, but you know, kind of doing some more gaming, getting in some more gaming and then spending the night and then slow Monday, just a slow Monday back. Yeah. I, I'm starting to think about, cause Heather, you left on Monday. Yes. And that looked like the way to go. It was good. Um, I think I finished out about uh, indie around five, six o'clock. And had we not all been splitting up because I was with another group of friends, had we not all been splitting up, we probably would have stayed to play games and things like that. But it allowed me the opportunity to go back to my hotel. My hell. It was my hell. Go back to my hotel and decompress. Yeah. from the whole week and kind of just be by myself. And oh, chill. where oh, was everybody God. staying? How? Okay. Cause oh. uh, we were, I was downtown really nice. Looking and and so Dave had a, Dave was at the Westin dude. He was had the, baller. him and Jay Z were like totally rocking together. Connor, where, where did you end up? So I, I, I hope 
that there is another sort of like rebranding. So I'm not just like putting this hotel on blast, but it was, it was sketch. It was, <laughs> it was this tiny hotel that was next to a red lobster. So if y'all find that one, stay away okay, <laughs> or, or hope that it, it got a lot better, but it was, it was, it was really cheap. And that's why I got it. Uh, okay. like $65 a night. Oh my God. Oh, oh God. Where were you? Oh, wow. Whoa. There's were a reason that it crack was $65 out for a night. Yeah. Yeah. $65 a night um, during Gen Con week. Wow. Um, I'm impressed. I really am. Are like, you? I'm impressed you're alive. <laughs> yeah. it, no, it was in a good part of town. What? Uh, no. But, but the hotel itself was sketch. It was in a okay. decent- the hotel itself was sketch, but it yeah. was in a it was, in, it was in a nice part of town. Okay, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was still like twenty minutes to the to the center. Okay, um, oh, okay, yeah. The room smelled of nicotine. No housekeeping. <laughs> no anything. Oh. Yeah. It was a motel. It, 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 it was, was a motel. It was, it was called it was a hotel. Not good. <laughs> yeah, sixty five just tells me everything I need to know. Yeah, so just, yeah. yeah. So ne- just next year, definitely thing. gonna gonna be trying for that. Uh, uh, Holiday Inn or Westin or whatever. Did you Golden did King. you room alone or did you room with a crew? I roomed alone. Okay, see that's oh. a that's a big. You know, if you room with a crew, sixty five dollars gets you further. You know, much nicer because now you're suddenly getting a hundred and twenty dollar room, which probably has comes with some housekeeping and you know, <laughs> usually locks on the doors. <laughs> locks on the doors. Yeah, but I think that getting the hotel right is really hard. Oh, it's just really competitive. It's just, it's really tough. I mean, there's too many of us. Yeah. Another, another thing that I wouldn't, I wouldn't do uh, is either not stay at a, the same hotel that like my friends are staying at because lifting between hotels is ridiculous. We, yeah. We've had the hotels even just a mile apart, you know, where it's you here and then, you know, you follow the triangle to the convention center and then you follow the triangle other corner to their hotel. And it really cuts down on your interaction. To where, um, you know, we've always been trying to get in the same hotel these past few years, just because it definitely helps with interaction. Yeah, it really seems like, you know, at Gen Con is one of the few places where, one, you can see so many of your friends from so many different walks of life and so many different celebrities from so many different walks of life that you really feel like I've got to maximize my time at the center so I can meet all my heroes all the people i follow the authors the game designers the you know streamers all that stuff and also make time for my friends and i mean rich is spot on the one way that we've been successful at that is get hotels either the same hotel or neighboring hotels otherwise you just don't see your friends as much or you spend a lot of time logistics moving around but you guys did a good job sticking together. Just like coming to the meetup, all three of you were together, or all yeah. four of you actually were together. So mm-hmm. that's well, kind of nice. You had a lot of events together. We followed the plan that was uh-huh. out before us. Um, you mean you were supposed to meet someplace? We were supposed to meet at this place, and like the five of us walked over to it. Maybe I was. And waited for some people to get there. Maybe I was 81 ounces into that evening. <laughs> yeah. That- to be fair, to be fair, a lot of us were coming from the same event. You mean all of us? It's true. It's true. Yeah, all of us were coming from it the. Was all, uh, it was all. Thanks for the backup, Connor. I appreciate it. No, it was. I had a great time hanging out with everybody, getting to meet all these people that I love, and everyone just being great. It was awesome for me. Connor, what was? Is this was your first big con? 
Yep. Kind of big takeaway. What was your, what was your impression? My big takeaway from this entire con, people say, don't meet your heroes. Do it. It's great. They're all sweet. Oh, Most that's of them. good. I Most like of them that. are sweet. Yeah. Yes, you should meet your heroes. That's a great takeaway. I, I, you know, I, I, I've heard that a long time ago too, but I've always adhered moinly to meet your heroes and um, I got to watch Dave like totally fanboy out too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. You know, I think it's just the gaming scene. I think that the gaming scene just attracts good people or nice people. I, granted 60,000 people, there were some bad apples, whatever. But when I got to meet Mike Pondsmith from all our Telsorian games, I super like Rich had to pull me back. I was like, dude, don't, don't, don't go too hard on this because you're fanboying out pretty bad. <laughs> don't go. I was like, dude, don't go too fanboy. Yeah. But dude, seriously, Mike was so awesome. I, I, I think I, I texted twice or tweeted twice about, dude, what a humble, chill guy. Yeah. And you know, we were the one millionth person to talk to him that con. Oh yeah. He had heard all that. He'd heard all this and he still said, stop, I'm taking the time to listen to you. Yeah. And you can talk to me and I'm going to answer you. I'm not going to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk and I'm going to take a big hug picture with you yep. and then send you on your way and you're happy. Dude, what a great guy. Boom. Big thumbs up. So sweet. Totally. Yeah. That was what my, that was my big yeah. one. You guys got to meet critical role, the whole cast, right? Or a lot <gasps> of the cast, right? Which was cool. So Connor nice. and I were in different parts of the line. Like I was a pretty I was decently close. Um, I was there for like an hour and a half waiting. <laughs> you were there for like four. Right? I was there for four hours. Yeah. I, I was there at the end and all, all of these people are still being like so sweet. They, but like, they were just so patient. They were still taking the time to talk to every single one of us. Yeah. Like I, 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 laid some, I laid some deep stuff on Matt and he, he hugged me and uh, Brian, Brian was so sweet. Uh, mm-hmm. I love those guys. Yeah. From the time that they started that line and started meeting people, they s- stopped and talked with each person that went, that went to get their autograph wow. from when I was from the people that were in front of me to the people that were behind Connor. Yeah. And that was not just with Critical Role, with everybody else that I adore in the community, same way. Yeah, They took time. We took time to talk to them. They took time to talk to us. Right. And that's what's so fantastic about our community. If you have heroes in our community, meet them. Yeah. That's my, I mean, if it's the High Shelf guys, if it's Matt Mercer, they're, they're, our community is so kind and willing to talk and support meet your heroes. Definitely. I, I, this is a, a phenomenal takeaway. Thank you guys. Cause that's exactly what I was getting to is like, I got to meet one of my heroes and it was the coolest thing ever. And I know you guys, both of you talked about that afterwards. Both of you were like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, this was one of the coolest things that I ever got to do. And it, it let, it lived up to my hopes. Well, um, cool. We should probably work on wrapping this one up. We've had a lot of great discussions about this. I think we've got, Probably more to talk about with Gen Con, but this has been phenomenal. I'm so glad that both of you had such a an incredibly positive experience, your first Gen Con. So I know that I'm going to get to see you again at Gen Con. For sure. Which is, For oh, sure. I'm so looking forward to it. Absolutely. I'll kind of go around the horn. Both of you are very active on social media. So uh, Heather, why don't you kind of let everybody know how to get a hold of you? And then we'll do Connor next. 
Sure. My name's Heather uh, on uh, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, my handle is Kratrina. It's K-R-A-T-R-I-N-A. Feel free to check me out and hit me up. I'd love to talk. Awesome. Yeah, And you can see her Friday nights when we do our gaming nights because you're right, all, almost always there, which is great. And we have our L5R stuff. L5R game is this week. And Connor, how can people get a hold of you? Well, you can find me on the internet at Cyberwolf1201, which is spelled weird. It's spelled C-Y-B-R-W-U-L-F-1201. And you can find me on Twitter with that handle where I tweet about stuff, mostly just Critical Role and D&D and whatever's going on in my mind. And uh, you can find me on Twitch, same place, Cyberwolf1201, where a lot of times I just play video games badly, really badly. Uh, he does great lore um, stuff, especially I was watching Zelda for a while. I know you're playing the Last of Us playthrough, or you may have just finished I it. just finished that one. Uh, I just I, finished it for my first time like oh. three weeks ago, dude. It was effing awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited for the second one. But yeah, I play video games badly, and I talk about the lore uh, because I feel like not, not a lot of people really harp on the lore yeah. uh, of, of games. I just like that world-building aspect. Uh, so if you like that, tune in. I'm probably doing that at some point. Yeah, I don't do a lot of RPG content on my own channel right now. Obviously, after Gen Con, uh, it's, that might change pretty soon. Right, right. Yeah, you get you get the bug to do more yeah. for sure. Yeah, and I'll I'll link to all of this. So, so folks in the show notes, you're going to see links to Connor Space and Heather Space and all that good stuff. So we'll we'll get all those all those items in the show notes. And Guys, I'm happy to say Rich now also has a social media account. Yay! Yay! I'm so proud. Oh, of you. I have a tweet. I have a a, tw- a tweeter. I have a tweeter. <laughs> Twitter. I am. Twitter. I am. That's it. I have a Twitter. I am tweeting on a Twitter at High Shelf Rich. Check yeah. out my link. Check it out to see the um, hot box pizza wrap. <laughs> probably is one of my top likes. That, Check it out. That the hot box pizza wrap was. We'll talk about that later because, oh, wow. Fire. It was on fire. Wow. All right. Everybody at home, thanks a ton for listening. We're going to call it here. As always, have fun and play well. May all your roles be crits. <laughs> Did you forget? <laughs> I almost forgot. <laughs> I was sitting there listening and I was like, well, what's he going to say next? And then I was like, oh, shit, that was Thanks for listening. This episode was produced by me, David Gillespie, with music provided by Taylor Guillory. Our web presence is managed by Amy Nelson. And if you like our style, please leave a review for us on iTunes. It's the best way to help people find us. Most importantly, though, feel welcome to connect with us on Twitter, our Facebook group, Discord server, our Friday night Twitch streams, and our website, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. We always like to thank people for their iTunes reviews. So this week, Nighthawk, thanks a ton for the review. Thank you.